and welcome back to the 66th episode of the Monster Movie Stomp Down. Of course, you got your host Sludge here. My co-host across from me is Mark, our brother from Texas, Ruben. And we're here for the final, not the technical final, but the final as far as the run we're doing, the final Universal Horror Movie. And we save the best for first. Um, <laughs> or in this case, the the worst yeah, for Yeah, we last. did the best first. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we've got The Invisible Man coming up for you, and uh, it's going to be fun, actually. Um, even though I've got we've got our choice opinions on this movie, um, yeah, there's some yeah. cool things about it. But uh, um, we've got some cool stuff in store coming up, and... Um, the next couple episodes, but we may, we're going to talk about and see what to do next. Cause we're ending this series. You know, we've had a few people ask about like sequels or remakes to yeah. these films. So yeah, we've gotten pretty good feedback actually through the universal monster movies run. We've been doing from a lot of friends and, and listeners. Um, so we may tow back around to the universals cause every one of these movies had a slew yeah. of sequels. And then of course, um, every, yeah, every one of them had a remake at some point, at least a major remake. Obviously, you know, like Hammer films came out and did oh, you know, yeah. the Frankenstein yeah. movies and Wolfman movies and Dracula movies, you know, but like true to the name remake, every one of these has had one, you know, Dracula with Bram Stoker's, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein to Frankenstein, um, you know, the Brendan Fraser mummy to the mummy, uh, Invisible Man just had one a couple years ago. Uh, Wolfman had one with Nelson Del Toro and Anthony Hopkins, which I went back went back and watched it today because I haven't watched it in forever. But did like, the did the creature have one? Ex- well, no, except the creature. You're right. Say, yep. They have been trying forever. Now, technically, yeah. you can say no, no, no. There ain't no technical technicals. Well, no, no, no. De- no. I know where he's going. Yeah, yeah. but I know where he's going. Del Toro yeah. fought <laughs> tooth and nail trying to do one because he's wanted to do one forever and just it never got off the ground. So he finally said. Okay, screw you guys. Like Hartman, like screw you guys. I'm going ham. Like he just went off and made his own, and that was um, uh, the Shape of Water. Uh, while yes yeah. is drastically, all, all, all he did was instead of uh, instead of doing the remake, he just uh, changed the dress code. If you know what I mean. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Just changed the <laughs> dress what code. He did. Yep, that is they exactly wouldn't let him did. do it. They wouldn't <laughs> let him do it. So he goes, "Fine, I'll just change the dress code then." And he so, did Shape of Water. Um, and, and man, that movie is just brilliant and freaking beautiful. Um, yes, not a true creature remake, but that's the closest we got. So, But no, Zombie's trying to do, Rob Zombie wanted to do a Creature from Black Lunar remake, which I'm very hit or miss when it comes to his films. Like, he's fixing, he's doing monsters. Like, he's making a movie for yeah. monsters now. Yeah. Um, I'm very interested to see how that turns out. You know what I mean? Because, like, you got to have that comedy aspect to monsters. And I'm like, yeah, hoping he doesn't go like super dark comedy, you know, like I hope he kind of, he keeps it pure to the heart of the show. Um, yeah. Cause his, well, he, he is a, he is a purist. I mean, he uh, is. as far as, you know, that stuff. So, you know, some of his horror stuff wasn't as, as, uh, I don't know. I, it was good, but I just wasn't my cup of tea. And I think, ah, that he, he went too far with some of those horror movies he made, but uh, they were great. So I'm thinking, you know, I'm holding out hope that he, he, that he sees the monsters and he doesn't go all Emmerich on it. Yeah. I'm hoping so too. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, he was attached to creature one point and now I would have, I'm pretty sure I would have dug the crap out of a Rob zombie creature from black women movie. Like that would have been a terrifying yeah. movie, in my opinion. I mean, I would have oh, loved yeah. to see oh, Del Toro. Yeah. Oh, do I it, think but... he'd have went really, really dark. On oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I mean, if Del Toro did a Creature from Black Lagoon, it would absolutely be amazing. Don't get me wrong. And I think Del Toro is a better filmmaker than Rob, but I think Rob yeah. Creature from Black Lagoon would have been a better movie because yeah. he would have just got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He would have just got the the nightmare it should have been, and I think that would have been absolutely stellar. So that would have been good. Yeah. So I mean. Know. You know, maybe one day there'll be one. So, and maybe we'll go back through and do the, you know, the remakes and how they compare to the originals would be cool. But we're going to throw a couple off the wall things in on you, get some figured out. But, um, yeah, the, I mean, yeah, Invisible Man, pretty. I'm pumped about this one. <laughs> if y'all, if y'all can tell, so um, <laughs> pumped that it's over. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we're going to jump into this one. But before we do got another commercial for you because we talked about it last time and i'll quit saying this and probably the next show just start dropping the commercials for you guys but we want to support our friends and help spread the spread the love um it was super cool you know 
Charlie and Dan just did. They just dropped Con Air um, on their newest episode, and y'all need yeah. to listen to that because who doesn't love Con Air? Like oh, yeah. one, who doesn't Great love Nicolas movie. Cage? You know, yeah, and yeah. two, who doesn't love Con Air? Like the yeah. movie's amazing. Um, every actor was spot on in that movie. But uh, they ran our commercial. They ran Pete's commercial, Good Big Bad Movie Night. So it's really cool that this is kind of kicking off, supporting um, our friends and, and other um, shows in the in the groups that we've got. So I want to push next, actually, a commercial for a show called The Jacked Up Review Show by Cameron Sullivan. It's a pretty cool show. I would probably say uh, the ones we talk about, you know, our little crew, you know, Good Big Bad Movie Night, Give Me Back My Action Movies, Us. Cameron's show is probably the, the, I wouldn't say the oddball out, but it's definitely the most different. Like he has, he constantly has special guests um, come onto the show and they talk about, I mean, different actors' careers, different cult classic movies, you know, pro wrestlers, kind of a little bit across the board. Um, I mean, it's all pop culture movie centered. You know what I mean? But his show is really, really cool. Very informative show. Um, worth checking out. So want to run a commercial for you guys for that one. Drop the trailer from The Visible Man and we'll be back here in just a moment. to see movies that don't suck. I would tell anybody outside the family what you're thinking again. I was not expecting that. After you've scrubbed all the floors in Hyrule, then we can talk about mercy. Take him away. No! We are going to die. (laughs) (laughs) My ship sails in the morning. I wonder what's for dinner. It's a jack-up. Your host Cam Sully each week as he chats with special guests to discuss many an insane movie and numerous cult TV phenomenons. Last night, I felt he was in desperate trouble. He meddled in things men should leave alone. Not the slightest clue. That's where the clues are. He wasn't leaving anything to chance. There must be a way back. God knows there's a way back. Are you doing help? If only they'd leave me alone. It's the stranger with the goggles. He's gone mad. Watch the wall. Help! Help! He's here! He's here! 
may on a cold and frosty morning. Whoops! All right, and it's time to drop the synopsis of The Invisible Man, which I don't know. I mean, Invisible Man was an H.G. Wells book. You know, I mean, it, yeah. those listening don't know who H.G. Wells is. I don't know why you listen to this show, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, you ever heard of it War of the be, Worlds? It or? should be a prerequisite to, yeah. to, to <laughs> yeah. watching this it's show. A, yeah, it's a requirement. You know, it's oh, like, yes. yeah. you know, from going from kindergarten to before you go to first grade, you know, you got to know at least how to finger paint, you know. Yes. So in this one, you got to know H.G. Wells' at, name. At the very least, you should know the story. Uh, least you should know the story of the war of the worlds and the radio broadcast oh yeah I mean, oh, everybody yeah, knows man. about that oh yeah you know, if you don't know hg wells yes know, man yeah the night, yeah you know it's crazy with with the night the Panth america you know with of course being on hg wells's war of the worlds uh my great grandmother lived through that and would tell wow. me about, and told me about that how i mean they were listening live on the radio as it was going on and there was mass panic in the streets uh, which yeah. was just super, super cool. And, and I believe at the time, I, she was in New Jersey. Yeah, she was in, she New, was Jersey. in New Jersey. She was yeah. near the area where all that yeah. stuff was going oh, down. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that which is nuts. That's you know? amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that was so cool. <laughs> so, um, And those who don't know, the night the Panther America was um, uh, Orson had gone on um, and did a live, I mean, almost full acting, I mean, just full radio show yeah. of the War of the Worlds. Right. But there was no, hey, we're doing this. There was no prerequisite or, or pronouncement. Yeah, they yeah. just did They it. just dropped it and <laughs> terrified they just dropped it. the East Coast, man. Like, yeah. East Coast went into full panic mode thinking we were being attacked by Martians. Um, <clears throat> but so anyways, uh, so the, yes, H.G. Wells. Uh, the Invisible Man is about uh, Dr. Jack Griffin, a uh, scientist, a chemist who uh, comes across and, and makes a formula that turns him invisible. Um, he works underneath Dr. Cranley. Um, his love interest is a woman named Flora. Partners a guy named Dr. Kemp. Um, and it's pretty much he uses a, a mixture of chemicals uh, that turns him invisible. And one of the chemicals he uses is actually known to cause primates and other test subjects to go mentally insane. So as he becomes invisible, um, working on an antidote to, to get back to not being invisible, um, his mind slips quickly and he becomes more insane, more insane to develop to where instead of trying to save himself, he now wants to take over and dominate the world. And it's up to Flora and it's up to the, the Kemp and Dr. Cranley to stop him. Um, and of course, at the end, they do finally prevail um, after he's killed um, Kemp, um, actually, because he comes back to him and wants to partner with him to take over the world. And yes. Kemp is terrified and um, he ends up killing him, actually tells him, uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna, to yeah. kill you tomorrow, 10 yeah. o'clock yeah. on the dot, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> And uh, but they, you know, he ends up killing Kemp, but the police end up uh, devising a way because he outsmarts them every turn, every turn he outsmarts them. But he ends up uh, getting killed by the police outside of a, a barn that he's resting in, taking, you know, sleeping and, and warmth. Uh, the farmer finds him. They trap him inside, light the barn on fire. And as he runs out, they catch his feet in the snow and they're able to shoot him and, and end up killing him. Uh, and as he dies, dying on the hospital bed as he dies his skin turns back to normal and you see him laying there i'm um, pretty quick synopsis for those who've read the book uh the movie's yeah. pretty much the same there's quite a bit taken out uh from the movie but the movie's a streamlined version of that you know i mean we yeah as soon as the movie opens up we see dr griffin in a snowstorm walking into a tavern um and asks for a room and he starts working on experiments up in the room trying to find an antidote um of course he's pretty brash and rude to everybody, and they're like, "Well, we're going to kick him out." Um, so they decide to kick him out, and he just flips lid. The first time you see, you, know, you see that he's finally starting to go mad after Doctor Cranley and Kemp talk about the chemicals he was working with. This one chemical causing people to go crazy. Who's used it? You see him go crazy. Monocane. Monocane. Yeah, monocane's what it is. Yeah, there you go. And uh, and he flips lid and takes the bandages off, and and they realize he's invisible, and he just starts going crazy at that point. You know, from then on out, and then makes his way back to Dr. Kemp and um, to, to uh, partner up with him to take over the world. Um, and he uses Kemp to go back and get the notes and try and help him. And he starts a killing spree. And the whole time Flora, who realizes what's going on, is still like, I can, we can save him. We can save him. We have to save him. And then even though they try, and, you know, and there's a scene with the two of them where he's like, I did this for you. His madness is still there. 
you know, and then eventually it, it boils down to they end up having to kill him and, and kill him successfully. Uh, not, you know, long after the death of Dr. Kemp, because they try to save Dr. Kemp, but it doesn't work because he's just, Griffin's too smart. So, uh, but this movie came out in 1933. Uh, Universal, me and Mark were talking about this earlier. Mark can uh, allude to this more than I could. I mean, I know Universal was struggling at the point of bankruptcy or maybe even file bankruptcy. No, at the point of bankruptcy, uh, late 1932 and into 33. And so they were trying to bounce back. Well, they bought the rights for The Invisible Man from H.G. Wells for like $10,000 and made the movie for a little under $300,000. Um, it did decent. I mean, it made the money back at the box office. Um, it wasn't as huge as, you know, Wolfman or Frankenstein or things like that, but it was still enough of a success to help them float. Uh, to getting things back in running order um, uh, for the company. And the movie was directed by James Wales. Um, of course, this is another Carl Lamley um, film. He's you know producer, and, and his son, Carl Lamley Jr., is also a producer of this film. Um, James Wales, of course, directed the movie. Um, he brought in Claude Rains, which I didn't know this. Mark said this earlier. Um, this was actually a Boris Karloff originally who they wanted to play Jack Griffin, uh, but couldn't get him. And they brought Claude Rains in uh, to play Dr. Griffin. And then, of course, another familiar face that you guys will see if you watch the movie is Henry Travers from It's a Wonderful Life um, is Dr. Cranley. Uh, Gloria Stewart, who was a pretty big actress back then, she plays Flora. Uh, William Harrigan plays Dr. Kemp. Um, and then there's an awesome, awesome, awesome cameo oh, yeah. in this one, as you all uh, have definitely uh, heard my love for the great Dw- Dwight Fry, who was, if you yeah. don't remember, uh, Renfield and Dracula. He was Friends and Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a cameo, and I think this may be the first cameo like for a movie ever. Like We yeah. always see cameos happening, and you know, with all the Universal Monsters, they just kind of threw Dwight in there for a quick scene. He's a reporter where they're uh, questioning the police and, and, and on what to do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how, are we, how are we going to catch them? I mean, Dwight's got a cool little scene there, and uh, that was the highlight for me in this movie. I was like, ah, oh, Dwight Fry! Because, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, I was waiting for the Renfield. <laughs> I, I think I heard him all the way over at my house. <laughs> Dude, I was, yeah. So, yeah. I was so pumped. Yeah. So pumped. So, <laughs> when, um, I was, when, 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 when watching it, I'm like, well, I already know what the highlight's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and there's oh, yeah. there's a couple other ones too, like uh, uh, Walter Brennan is in this. Um, yes. He's the guy yes, who's he the, is. the bicycle stolen from. Yeah. John Carradine's yeah. in this. Yeah. Um, um, he's he's like one of the Cockney informers or something like that. So I mean, there's a cool that, and of course, now this was like you know small role, beginning career type deal for those guys, but uh, uh, but some cool little cameos in this one. And of course, the movie went on. It was considered a success, um, and it did, of course, go on to. Spawned several sequels like most of these. Uh, the Invisible Man did, you know, The Invisible Man Returns in 1940. Um, same year, Invisible Woman. Then, like, two or three years later, we got The Invisible Agent. Uh, a few years later, Invisible Man's Revenge. Uh, the only one that I absolutely love in those is Invisible Agent because it's just freaking off the wall, back crazy <laughs> for, the, for that movie. It was just nuts. But um, let's jump into it, man. What we thought about The Invisible Man. Who wants to, who is excited to go first <laughs> on this amazing film? Mark's looking the other way. Ruben, I think, I'll looking. Go. I'll, go. Uh, I'll go. Well, I was waiting for a, to hear a pin drop. <laughs> yeah. go real quiet, real quick. Ruben's got a video game in his hand or something. I'm not going to tell. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Go for it, Ruben. I'll, I'll go. Uh, well, you know, to me, uh, as far as Universal Monsters go, this is the low point for me. That's Universal Monsters. Um, although it's kind of unfair, I, I was actually looking up the chronological order of of the Universal Monsters, and and the Invisible Man came out. It was Dracula, Frankenstein, Murder in the Rue Morgue, The Mummy, Island of Lost Souls, and then the Invisible Man. Yeah, so the came out Man, before Wolfman and, and Creature. Movies, yeah, 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 it came, yeah it came out before Wolfman, before Creature. Um, Universal basically was bit, just, I would say, getting their feet planted solid as as a as a a monster studio. I guess that's the best thing. So when I looked at that, I said, you know, it's kind of unfair to compare it to Wolfman or to anything. But but at the same time, they put out Frankenstein and Dracula to the Best oh yeah, movie. No matter what you say, so it's kind of hard to, to, to be compared to those two. So um, that's why, you know, to me, it's the low point of the Universal Monsters. But I don't know if it's necessarily the fault of the movie. It came out in 1933. Uh, the special effects were ahead of its time, if you ask me, because 
okay wolfman hasn't come haven't come out yet so that special effects hadn't you know hadn't happened yet yeah um and we're talking know, about turning had... the guy invisible in 1933 yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so so you know and i was reading how they did that how they had to you know uh do the black velvet cover him up in black velvet and then superimpose them into the other you know into the movie scene and then they had to do all kinds of stuff by hand with that film so i'm going to give the special effects that's the high point of that movie is the special effects i think they were great for 1933 oh yeah yeah Yeah, well even like little things like the books being you know being thrown off or yeah uh then the scene where he's throwing the glasses across the the room oh yeah Um, yeah oh yeah special effects uh, great in this yeah and of course claude rains you only see him once at the end of the movie when he's dead yeah that's it the rest of the time you had to rely on his voice acting kind of like you know, Pixar nowadays. Yeah. Um, so his acting he's, he's bandaged to head dead. head to toe. Full yeah, covered in bandages. Bandaged head to toe. So everything with Claude Rains had to be it had to be through his voice. So that part too is his acting was great in it. Okay. His acting was great. I thought that he you didn't see him, but you knew he was a madman just by the way he was talking. Oh yeah. You and did, by the you, way, yeah, you, you could know, definitely his hear voice it. inflections. Yeah, his yeah. voice inflections and and all that. And, and, and on top of that, the actors that had to act with him, the ones that were choked out, you know, they all had to be excellent actors to be able to do that, to make it believable that there's an invisible man choking him. Yeah. You know, uh, it, so to me, the, the acting was top notch. It was top notch. Uh, the special effects was top notch. Um, but, you know, no offense to H.G. Wells, but the story just wasn't very it didn't pull me in like other universal monster movies did um and i don't know if i would consider him a a universal monster really i mean he was he was a madman you know karloff was a a monster because he was made from other body parts dracula was a vampire yeah the mummy well was the mummy (laughs) right you know he was yeah so this was the first time that you know i mean well let's see here uh well there was murders in the rue morgan the island of lost souls but this was the you know this is often included in Universal Monsters, but he's not really in a monster in my book. You know, he belongs more with like the Black Cat, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, those yeah. type of movies. That's the category the Invisible Man belongs in. And maybe that's why I'm a little t- tougher on it than I would be. Because um, Black Cat's an excellent movie. Oh, Black Cat's but awesome. It's, it, but yeah, but it's not a Frankenstein. It's not a Wolfman. It's not a Dracula. Right. You know, I wouldn't categorize it's the, it that it's way. It's the human, human's yeah. monster side. Of, you know, of, yeah, of, exactly, of yeah, human. exactly, exactly. So, um, that I think that's what brings this movie down is the fact that it's included in the Universal Monsters. Because I'm even looking at the different collections here in the uh, when I brought it up, and it's it's only included. I mean, one collection came out in the '90s that included all of these movies. The rest leave out like black cat and root murders in the room morgue and all that and they but they include the invisible man yeah and i'm like man it's, you know that's not really fair to the invisible man uh but all in all it is a good movie you know it's just uh i didn't find the story um interesting enough to draw me in you know and i love hg wells i've read all you know i've read the invisible man i've read war of the worlds when i was a kid because hg wells when i was a kid hg wells was just something that uh you were drawn to uh time machine uh, oh time yeah machine. Time machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah amazing yeah that's amazing you know the, all those you know hg wells just wrote some great stuff so as a kid you know in early 70s you know that's when i started i was born in 66 so i didn't know what's going on till the 70s you know 67 68 <laughs> i was just in you know, running around in a diaper or whatever. But, um, and all yeah, you heard about was Cheech and Chong in the 70s. Yeah, so it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even that, that was late 70s. That yeah, was, oh, that's Cheech true. and Chong was when I was already, yeah. But, uh, but I remember, um, you know, just being fascinated with anything H.G. Wells did for the longest time. I even remember going through my, we had a world book encyclopedia in our house. And I just remember flipping through it just to read about War of the Worlds over and over again. And that's when the first time I heard about, you know that the the radio broadcasts. I mean, read about the radio broadcasts. I should say, and I was just intrigued by it. So H.G. Wells, you're drawn to him automatically, and this movie is pretty true to the book. But 
man, I tell you what, even when it came to the book, this one is just not one I would pick up and read again. Um, Time Machine, War of the Worlds. I've even read Frankenstein and all that. And it, it's all they're all worth reading over and over again. I don't think I ever read Invisible Man after reading it for the first time. And that, that was the end of that. Um, but other than that, I mean, oh, and I mean, one thing that I did like is the old lady, uh, Jenny, you know, oh, uh, yeah, dude, she can yeah, scream, the, 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 the oh, screaming lady. Oh, that, and, and, it, and it, you know, when I'm watching it, I, I can only think of Bride of Frankenstein because that's where she makes her to me. That was I saw her first in that before I saw her in Invisible Man. Mm-hmm. So to me, the order is always mixed up. But she, actually, this was done way before she did the Bride of Frankenstein. But uh, I think they hired a guy. We need somebody who can scream. Hey, you know what? I got somebody. She did the Invisible Man, and she did real good on it. <laughs> well, she so was, they, she they was on my her. nerves real quick. Oh, I know it. She's just one of the, and she just starts crying for any little thing. You know, her husband gets thrown down the stairs, and he's fine. He's sitting in her chair. He has a bandage around his head. Yeah, and somehow she's she needs to wail about mind. it. <laughs> well, I, what you kills know, me on that is. She starts wailing about it, then turns around to walk away, then comes back to wail some more. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Some wail some more, exactly. <laughs> so whenever you need it, then you know, and then there's a comedic scene where he puts on pants and chases her <laughs> down a road. And you know, she's running down the road screaming, and there's a pair of pants chasing her, which I thought was just hilarious. So there is a little this one does have a comedic, a comedic tone to it in some places, especially with her. And, uh, you know, and even with Invisible Man, he puts on the pants like he, he's just a big joker. Like, I'm going to go, you know, harass people. Takes off that old man's hat, throws it in the street, yeah. you know, all kinds of stuff, you know. Steals a guy's bike just so people can see the bike, you know, riding down the path on its own. So, um, all in all, I mean, it, it is worth watching. Uh, I, I, You know, I enjoyed it enough, but I still have to give it, you know, put it, if I were to rate the Universal Monsters. Poor Claude Rains is in the bottom of the list. That's all I got. Well, you know, and man, you, it, Mark. you said it right there. I mean, you really did good. In fact, as you're sitting here explaining what you liked about the movie, I kept thinking, wow, my stomp rating was pretty good there. Everything, everything <laughs> Ruben's saying here, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, yeah, no, it, you, it, you, it, weren't, you weren't too well off. You weren't too far off. But I, I think you're right. I, I This is hard to... Um, you can't list this to me as, as a monster movie. Uh, I yeah. agree. I mean, you know, Dracula, you know, he's got to have blood to survive human blood and, uh, uh or blood. What, uh, and just those monster movies were monster movies. They were actually, yeah. And, and you might say, well, this is, he's a madman. So that's sort of a monster. Uh, but I think overall, I think it, it wasn't, it's a quick movie. Um, so yeah. like as soon as, soon as you get going into it, it's over. And, uh, but, uh, I think in the end, the acting was good, you know, and, and you're right. The special effects at the time, uh, to me is just phenomenal. They just do a, a an excellent, excellent job at it. And especially in a time, um, during the depression, you know, for, for everything that's going on in, in the country, yeah. um, that the, the movie actually itself does pretty good. Um, you know, yeah, considering it was right in the middle of a depression, yeah, you're yeah. right. Make, yeah. You know, it, it, it makes some money, makes a profit <laughs> off of it at a time when universal was, they were in trouble. They were financially, they had shut down the first part of the year and, and actually didn't start back up till May and then started shooting the invisible man yeah, in, in June. June. Yeah. In June. So, yeah. I mean, they did, did really good. I think overall it's a, it's a decent movie. I just wouldn't consider it a, a monster movie. Um, and it and probably the weakest of the original monster movies is what we're doing here. But it, I think overall, it's uh, Claude Rains does good, and I think he does an excellent job with his voice that you know the condition that he's in throughout yeah, the movie. Yeah. And I think he does a very very good job at that. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, Ruben, you hit it really really good, and that, that's pretty much where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, for kind of the same with you guys. I mean, he it's <clears throat> weakest of the universe of monsters. Yeah. Um, my biggest thing though was while one of my favorite parts was Claude Rains, that he was also one of my hardest things for the to like about the movie. Oh, okay. Because 
well, two reasons. One, this was probably one of the latter films of Claude's that I saw because I mean, before I saw Invisible Man, <clears throat> excuse me, I haven't already seen uh, Casablanca. I've already seen you know the Family Opera remake, which is one of the only two remakes I like of that movie, a Family Opera, because I mean, you know it's my favorite. Um, but he plays you know the Phantom in the '40s film. Um, let's see, he I'd already seen Greatest Story Ever Told. You know, he plays Herod in that. Um, the Wolfman. Obviously, he's in The Wolfman. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd seen all these other movies with Claude Rains, so I'm very familiar with Claude before I finally get around to watching The Invisible Man. I think it may have been like maybe 12, 10, 12, when I remember watching The Invisible Man. And so I already liked Claude, but I'd already seen all these other films of Claude th- that Claude was in, and his acting is just amazing. I mean, and he does an amazing job in this. But seeing him in those roles, especially as the Phantom or his roles in the Wolfman, he's you know he's no stranger. Or even Journey to the Center of the Earth, you know he was in the sixties. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You know yeah. he played Doctor Irwin. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he's no stranger to the sci-fi, the horror type roles. I mean, while you know Casablanca or The Great Story Ever Told is obviously not that, but his portrayal in this, to me, had was too comedic at points. With the way he was uh, laughing yeah. and well, the jokes how he would made. You, how would you compare if Karloff would have done it? Karloff would have because, been... Because he's not, it's not going to be a visible thing. Right. It's, you right. Know, it's all going to be audio. I think Karloff would not have portrayed... The moments that Claude is the madman... Like To me, three, three parts of this movie make it you know, as good as I thought it was going to be. That's the first sequence... With Claude, where he, when he first unwraps the things, and, you, and the first reveal of him being the Invisible Man uh, in the tavern, when he when they you know want to kick him out, and then they bring the police officer upstairs, and that whole sequence, like you want to know what I am, I'm going to show you what I am, like where he finally flips lid. You're crazy to know who I am, aren't you? All right, I'll show you. I'll show you who I am and what I am. <laughs> That scene is amazing, and like the whole reason I gave it the rating I did was probably solely because of that scene. Like that scene was awesome. Then the rest of the movie, I I, I just he lost me with the comedic part of it because the way he's laughing, yeah. pulling the pranks. I'm like, you're invisible. You're going mad. He's a little darker in the book. You know what I mean? Like he's not. He's much more maniacal, evil in the book than what we got on the in, on film. As you see, is done in later film versions. You know, I mean, we were talking about Hollow Man earlier. While I love Paul Verhoeven, um, I love that movie. I hate the amount of sexual content in it, which is why I usually don't watch that movie. They portrayed the character of how it should be. You know, I mean, I, I know it's Doctor Kane. You know, it's it's quite different than Invisible Man, but it's a retelling. You know, or the new Invisible Man. He's a, he is a psych, psychopath. You know, and not so much a, a, a comedic person. So coming yeah. from. <clears throat> That I, I I didn't like that part of the of the film that bothered me because if you've I mean I can see Dracula with my eyes I can see Frankenstein with my eyes I can see the Wolfman coming you can't see the Invisible Man coming you know what I mean and there's so there's so many moments that should be sheer uh. terror that it's more laughable and that was my mm-hmm. problem with 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 yeah. the movie. The other two things, of course, I like one, Dwight Fry. Anytime he pops on the screen, I love it. I freaking love Dwight. But other than that was what I wanted the whole movie I didn't get until Kemp's death. And that's when they plot that whole thing. They're like, we're going to sneak you into the police department so he'll see you come in, but then we're going to sneak you out the back. You'll change clothes as and, and dress as a police officer, and then we'll sneak you out the back. And they got to a T. You know what I mean? They got little bits of dirt all around the police, the wall around the police office or police station so that they can see if he's there. They got these spray paint guns to catch him. You know, I mean, they, they're like, they, they've dotted every I, crossed every T. Still not smart enough to outsmart Dr. Griffin because, I mean, in the book, he is a freaking genius. You know, and yeah. and for the most part, there's parts here where you realize is is how genius he is, but not so much. Like that's one of the things about Hollow Man. Like, no matter how much you hated Kevin Bacon as Kent, Dr. Kane, his level of genius. You know, he makes a, mo- a, a comment in that movie about you know not expecting anything better from everybody else because everyone else in that room is the best in their class. They're working for the government, but they all know they're not as intelligent as Sebastian Kane. Like, I mean, like he, and that's how Dr. Griffin is. <clears throat> so they dot every I, cross every T, still can't, they still don't do it. 
He gets in the car and is with Kemp the entire time, all the way back to his house, doesn't say a word. And then Kemp looks at his clock, he's like, waits for 10. And then all of a sudden, there he is. I told you. You know what I mean? Like, and scares the crap out of Kemp and then makes Kemp get ties Kemp up and then drives him. And what's a great scene? He, he actually chokes Kemp out, pulling him out of the car, which looked amazing. Special again, the special effects yeah, are phenomenal yeah, yeah. because I mean, he's yeah. pulling him by his throat, by the, 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 the scarf or whatever. And it looks awesome on scene, ties him up, throws him back, <clears throat> excuse me. And then drives him up the hill <clears throat> and says, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to put off the park, take off the parking brake. You're going to roll down. You'll probably hit a boulder, break a few legs, break your neck. This is how you're going to die. Goodbye, Kemp. Oh my gosh, how terrifying! <laughs> oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, that was it. And but you only get that two, three minutes of the film. Yeah. So that was my big issue with this with this movie. Special effects was great, but I mean, like, you've got the Invisible Man, who should be yes, is not a monster, so to speak, as Dracula or Frankenstein, but it should be equally as terrifying. If not more terrifying, because you he's like the shark from Jaws. You don't know where he's at until all of a sudden he's there, you know? And so that was my biggest beef with this movie was I felt it was extremely underutilized <clears throat> with, I mean, it was just H.G. Wells handed it to Universal on a silver platter. I mean, he already, there he did, you know? Yeah. And like mm-hmm. you, Ruben, I read all these books as a kid because I mean, when I was a kid, uh, greatest, greatest illustrated classics that just came out and they were reprinting like, oh, yeah. all of H.G. Wells' stuff, all of Jules Verne's stuff. You know, so I was picking up, you know, from the library, you know, the Visible Man, War of the Worlds, Mysterious Island, you know, Journey to the Center of the Earth. So, I mean, I was, I, I'd read it and loved it. And it was, uh, it was a scary book you know, amongst the greatest illustrated yeah. classics. You know, I mean, of all those books that I remember reading, The Invisible Man was the one that would make me, when I got done and it was time to go to bed, let me open my closet door, you know, just to make sure. War of the Worlds didn't do that, you know what I mean? So so that was, you know, my beef with the film. Disappointment. That was your disappointment. It was a big disappointment for me. Um, Now, they rectified that in the the new Invisible Man. I mean, knocked it out of the park. But that's neither here nor there. We're talking about the original Universal Monster one. Um, So, I mean, the special effects were outstanding. Claude Rains had those two scenes for me, man. The first madness, the, the, the madman scene where he reveals himself or takes off the bandages and just lose it. I'll show you what I am. Like that scene may be one of the best acted scenes of all the Universal Monster films, in my opinion. And then the death of Kemp. But unfortunately, that five minutes of film time just was not enough to save the rest of the hour and 20 yeah. minutes that it was there was yeah it's, it's a, yeah it's an hour and, and 11 minutes yeah so i mean it, it just you know and then like they took a lot of flora out that versus what it was in the book and and so while gloria is a great actress she just didn't captive capture me yeah she didn't have enough time yeah, I mean, it. to really, you know, like when yeah. you first see her and she's asking about him and then Kemp all of a sudden I know her is like, let me tell you how I feel. Like, I, I was so detached from that scene and she's crying and I'm just like, just put a sock in it, lady. Like, come on. <laughs> I just, I couldn't get into the characters, you know, and Kemp was barely enough for me, like, he, to, 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 I didn't really care that he died, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, for most of the actors, that, that probably he- was my problem, though. Was yeah. for me is is yeah. even uh, Henry Travers as Doctor Cranley, he's great and it's a wonderful life. He annoys me in this movie, like as Doctor yeah. Cranley, he just really kind of annoys me. <laughs> he has no life to him. None. Yeah. He's very robotic, yeah. Yeah. and for a scientist who's supposed to be leading his field, he kind of seems kind of dumb, and so that really drove me nuts. You know, my <laughs> my favorite characters was Claude Rains, and I don't know the name of the officer. Okay, but he's like the bigger yeah. guy with a little beard. <laughs> And he's yeah. like, what do we do this? Like, he's like, they're, they're spray painting that screen. Yeah. And he pokes his head yeah. around. He's like, what do we do this? And the cop's like, oh, we're going to do blah, blah. He's like, okay, yeah, that works. You know what I mean? He's just, that works. You know, when, when the cat <laughs> yeah. crawls across the wall, he's the one that, <laughs> that, that, the, that he paints the cat. That's the cop. Like, <laughs> he was one of the best ones in the yeah. movie. You know, like, I love yeah. seeing him. Um, I felt like he could have been like the fourth Three Stooges. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, there so you go. Yeah, <laughs> He was good. But some, for being a Universal Monster movie, man, yeah, it was the weakest because, I mean, it lacked the terror when the terror yeah. was literally handed to him on a silver platter. Like, that was my yeah. that was my problem with this. Um, you think maybe that had to do with what Mark alluded to since it was in the Depression? They didn't want to do anything. 
they wanted to it, make it any it more upbeat. depressing than yeah yeah that yeah. that may Maybe have been upbeat. because yeah that was a rough time period to come through but i mean but then again i mean yeah. you're going through the great depression you know i mean we're coming out of things and dealing with it and you're getting you know king kong you got the black villagers. cat yeah, king kong. you know the black yeah. cat i mean that is yeah so that may be the darkest movie of that age i think the black cat and yeah. it is that was made that was made in 34 so yeah so that, you know we're i don't know you know that may yeah. be why they they streamlined and lightened it up you know what i mean um and, and you know and of course now i know hg wells had to sign off on the script so maybe hg had a little bit to do with it. i don't know i would i wouldn't imagine hg would want to be like to take this part of my book out you know what i mean yeah. but you know, yeah. for some reason they yeah they did they went really light on this um, and I think that to me, while it's still a good movie, it's definitely worth watching. I mean, just a little, just alone to see the two scenes I was talking about with Claude Rains and that cop is, is worth checking the movie out, you know? Um, because the, the one first scene with Claude, I think is just historic. I mean, it's a historic so, scene. So what, what Sludge wants is Rob Zombie to do the Invisible Man. Yes. That's what he wants. No, That's man, I'm want. totally cool with the, I can't even think of the guy who did the new one. You know what I mean? Like I haven't yeah. watched it yet. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, neither have I. Yeah, Really? It's on the Plex. I saw it on See, there. now you guys yeah. go and watch that one. You'll be like, dude, Sludge, you were right. Like, you know, it, I mean, even my wife, like, she doesn't, you know, the Universal Harm stuff. She's like, eh, okay, you know, whatever. You know, she, she'll get into not the old ones. She never cared for The Invisible Man. She, she hasn't even seen the original one. She thought that was just a stupid idea of a movie. I watched the new one and said, you're going to have to watch it. And at first she was like, no, I'm not watching it. Then I showed her the trailer. She watched it and she's like, that's one of the best films I've ever seen in my life. Like it terrified her, terrified her. Um, so, I mean, yeah, they you didn't need anybody different. Whoever did, I can't remember the, the director's name who did the new one. Um, phenomenal. Um, but I mean, but they, they knew, I mean, we've got terror on the silver platter and they ran with it. They ran with it, man. Go back and watch that movie, and when the main character is in the restaurant with her sister, okay, asking for help, that scene right there alone destroys every scene in the original Visible Man. It was <laughs> unreal. So, anyways, we're not reviewing that one. Oh, yeah, that's what so, I was yeah, getting ready to say. Yeah. But, so, watch the original. <laughs> watch the original. original. So, anyway, so that's all I got to say about this one. I mean, still, it's definitely worth the watch. I, I would put it last of the watch order for the Universal Monsters. I think we all agree on that. Yeah. Um, there are a couple great scenes. The special effects truly are. We we all three told you special effects were top notch. Still are top notch. I mean, oh, go yeah. back and watch it because I've got the Blu-ray version on the Plex. Uh, Ruben, you got the Legacy Blu-ray, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, so we watched this on like as high definition as possible, and it still looks it great. Up. Oh, it oh, does. Yeah. Like. Yeah. You know, we're talking about the black velvet scenes on there. Well, the scene that that I was referencing to, the first scene where he, you know, I'll show you what I am scene as he's unwrapping that was was one of the few scenes that they didn't use the velvet screen. Claude's head is under the collar of the shirt, and you kind of notice with the way his hands are moving that it's kind yeah. of above his head. Um, so they they had built a wire frame for Claude's head. And then they put it above Claude's head and wrapped it in all the, you know, the, the gauze and the, yeah. all the hair. And so when he's pulling, he's pulling off of this wire frame and, and you can't see the wire frame. Like when it finally fully comes yeah. off, it's, it's oh, yeah. not there. Oh, yeah. So the special effects are just top notch. The books flying, you know, the cup stuff when he pours the ink on the cop. I mean, everything. Yeah. I mean, the special effects are really good. Even him walking through the snow, like the footprints you see and the body yeah. falling in the snow. Well, the only thing I had uh, with the walking through the snow is... He had shoes on. Well, that, that, yeah, that is yeah. true. Because I, I thought he was, yeah. I, you, know, I, I, you know, I didn't see no toes. Uh, I, I saw the yeah. shape of yeah. a shoe. Yeah, clearly a, yeah. clearly a shoe foot shape. Yeah. 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 Well, all right. I think it's time. It's, it's, you guys ready? Yeah. It's stop down rating time. All right. All right, now now Mark was a little more generous than we were, but overall yeah. this one got a two out of five. Yes. Two out of five. Yes. So, and it, I'll proudly say I gave a three. And you uh, did, and, uh, yeah. Uh, and you know, I I almost wanted to change it to a three point five after Ruben got <laughs> oh, done there. Got that, uh, Ruben had me Ruben up. talked it up. Yeah. And yeah. by the time Ruben got done, I was like, oh, are we sure we did Ruben's rating right? Because me and Ruben gave it a two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But well, even, but you know, you know how I rate. You know exactly how yeah. I rate. You know, I I compare it to the, you know, Frankenstein. You know, you put Dracula and Frankenstein in front of it. What movie has a shot? 
Yeah, you know, right. It's going to be tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What movie has a shot at getting, a, you know, it, it's, you guys know how I, I, I try to be as subjective as possible. Because I, you know, I really think highly of the movie. I just don't think it's a universal monster, which it got penalized for that. And it got penalized because it came after The Mummy, Dracula, and Frankenstein. The three true. stellar, yeah. you know, three stellar movies on the universal monster. I think highly uh, of Claude Rains and two scenes yeah. of this movie <laughs> and Dwight Fry. And I Dwight just, Fry. I just don't think, I, yeah. you know, one of the big things is I don't think Karloff may have been able to pull it off as good as Claude Rains. I think the uh, madman aspect he wouldn't have. Yeah, I think you said, uh, you'd have a, be, you'd be, you know, you'd be better at it, Fry. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Fry yeah. would have been perfect. That's, yeah. He would have had the right guy him. in the movie the whole <laughs> time, yeah. you know? <laughs> He just did a cameo. So, that's yeah, it. like you wasted it, you know. Yeah. And Fry you know, was darker. But, I mean, as Fritz, you know, the abuse he did to the monster. Yeah, as Renfield oh, yeah. killing. I mean, yeah, they. You had the wrong guy yeah. underneath the hood there. They got the wrong um, guy. As good as Claude Rains is, Fry would have been you know, awesome. Yes, just imagine that. Just man, imagine that. I'll not be able to sleep tonight now. Oh, just yeah. thinking because <laughs> Dwight Fry being the visible man, that would have been superb, yeah. man. Um, would have been so good. I think Karloff would have made the character much darker. Like he would have definitely emphasized the the evil side of and the terroristic side yeah. of the Invisible Man. But I don't think he would have captured the psychotic part like Claude did. Oh, and, right. that, and and can you picture Karloff as a uh, intelligent scientist? Nope. Yeah. Nope. You see, there's another so, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's another issue. I mean, they're not. And, and no, no, no offense. To, you know, I'm not knocking yeah. on his acting or. I'm just saying, when you see Karloff, you don't see Thomas Edison. No, right no. Over, I mean, right? I see the dude you, know? you should be fed, the monster in the closet, the monster that's yeah. two houses down. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's, I mean, when you go back and you watch, I mean, even, you know, Frankenstein or especially the Black Cat, man, we, I mean, even though the Black Cat's not a monster movie, we may have to do that movie because it is so freaking. Well, we just good. did The Invisible Man. Yeah. So, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's true. That's true. So, but, like, I mean, is, like, yeah. seeing Karloff in The Black Cat, you're just like, dude, you are, you're terrifying. You are a terrifying mm-hmm. human being. Um, so I mean, yeah, I'm with you there. I don't, I couldn't see him pulling off the scientist role. Uh, that would be needed yeah. uh, gotcha. for this. Yeah. So yeah, that's just, you know, that's just what I think. My opinion. Oh. So. All right. Well, you guys got anything else on this one? Uh, nope. I'm. I'm good. No. I'm all good. right. Well, guys, even though we gave it a two, it's still worth watching. See at least one. <laughs> I gave it a three. Mark, Mark gave it overall. Yeah. Show gave it two, um, <laughs> and, and I and I almost talked him into three point five. Oh yes, almost. yes that was yeah. <laughs> um, But uh, um, definitely worth checking out. You know, what I mean, make sure you see the other universe monsters first, oh, yeah. but then check this out. But I mean, hey, you may watch it and you may absolutely love this movie. Um, I mean, yeah. every, to each his own. I mean, you know, Justin loves Godzilla ninety eight over Shin Godzilla somehow. Um, but you know, so to, 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 to each their own on it, but. Uh, I had your back yeah. on that, Justin. <laughs> hey, and he appreciated that. Yeah. He showed the yeah. love online. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so, yeah. So anyways, good movie. That wraps us up for the Universal Monsters. We may jump back to the Universal Monsters as far as the sequels or the remakes at some point because uh, you guys gave us a lot of great feedback um, on these films, and we really appreciate that a lot. But, man, coming up next, the next episode first episode of next month is one of the most pumped up excited episodes i mean ruben has messaged me daily about the <laughs> animated godzilla trilogy that we got to do and so i cannot wait to hear what he's got to do you know, yeah this I'm at work i bet he's watched them three I'm or sitting, four times getting, oh i'm know, sure yeah. man that's what i'm saying i'm at work and you know saying you know what i'm just, you know Forget work. I'm gonna watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's so ready for it. I mean, so but we are going to be doing all three films back to back in one episode. Um, but, so but I will say, I will say that first one had me. The the first of the three of the trilogy, you know, that's what's saving the whole franchise from me flushing it down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> that that might all, get it a one. That oh might man, one. might be surprised which one's yeah. my favorite of the three. Yeah. So, um, but you know what? I'm gonna rewatch it. I might have an epiphany. Who knows? We'll, we'll see. You know, so, I'm actually I'm kind of excited about it. I like the fresh take, and there's a lot of things I didn't like, but we'll get to it. You know, what I mean, we'll we'll all talk about yeah. the animated trilogy. We'll try not to make it super long for you guys. We'll try to bust through the you know the three films. 
um, since it's one congruent storyline anyways, um, as quick as we can. But uh, we, we got to knock those three out so that we can jump on to the next one, and that's Godzilla King of the Monsters. And that one I really can't wait to do. Oh, I'm yeah. stoked for that oh, one. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's October because after the Godzilla anime trilogy, we have, again, we've talked about it, a special episode coming up next month where we are teaming up with Charlie and Dan from Give Me Back My Action Movies for a very cool, very sweet episode for you. We've dropped one flyer. Not going to announce the movie yet. We will announce it on the next episode, just in case there's a few people out there who have no idea, which there is. I actually showed the poster to my wife, and I was like, hey, here's the poster. Do you get the hint? Do you know what movie we're doing? She's like, I have no idea. I was like, <laughs> you got to be like one of the only person that has no idea yet. But yeah. uh, but it's going to be a super fun episode. We're super stoked about it. Um, and then, of course, after that, starting October, we'll, we'll hit Godzilla King of the Monsters. So pretty stoked so sounds like a winner awesome well man we'll yeah. see you all in just a couple weeks um with the awesome Godzilla anime trilogy so yes. pumped for that one yes. so <laughs> <laughs> this is sludge and mark you got reuben y'all have a good night good night good night come on you think you want to live forever now what but no matter what Uh, well, I didn't get her to see her for her birthday, so I gave her 60 oh, yeah. for her birthday. That's, 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 I guess that's there my bad. <laughs> my bad, man. Yeah. But yeah. what are you talking about? You skated on me and Gavin's birthday, you know. Yeah, I did. Yeah, exactly. No remorse in his face. None <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, did. So what? <laughs> yeah, what you going to do about it? <laughs> we know who the favorite one is. It is definitely yeah, data.